It's that time of year again. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you that are listening to us on this beautiful Christmas Eve. We hope that you're enjoying your family and your time together in this joyous season. In this time, I would like to take a look. It's been a full year, and it's time for us to look back and look forward as we cover the stories that we took a deep dive in on Stay the Water and take a look at what's coming up in 2024. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville, and you're joining us for our Christmas special. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. Once again, we want to thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful Christmas Eve. It's Christmas season. And again, we hope that all of you are enjoying your time with your families and also getting ready to enjoy your time opening gifts and also giving back a little. As this season, we know we celebrate the the birth of Jesus Christ and also the good tidings throughout all the earth. So you deserve it. Take this opportunity. Make sure you enjoy family. Make sure you enjoy your rest. And above all, make sure that you give a little bit back to those that don't have. You know, I love this time every year because this is a time where we get a chance to really sit back and take a look at the year that we had here on Stay the Water. You know, in creating this show, it was created to bring a voice to the voiceless, but also to educate everyone listening about issues affecting them. More specifically, bringing movers, shakers, and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community. I've been fortunate enough to do this for over three years. And every time I'm on air, every time I have an opportunity to talk to you, it gives me just so much pleasure. And it makes me understand how grateful and I'm humbled to know that I'm given this chance to do what I love the most. So in this particular segment, it's a two-part segment, is looking back, looking forward. On this Christmas Eve, we're going to take a look at what we discussed and some of the highlights of what happened in 2023. And next week on New Year's Eve, we're going to take a look forward to find out and have a discussion about what is going to happen moving forward in 2024, what to look out for, and really how to prepare yourself. So let's get started. You know, one thing that I love to do on this show is to bring policymakers, movers, and shakers to you. And during the time of our election season, which here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, you know, we have an important election every single year. And with that, it may get a little voter fatigue, but at the same time, it gives us an opportunity to really hear from those that we send to, whether it be the school board, the city council, the state offices, the General Assembly in Richmond, or to Washington, D.C., to have a conversation with you about the very important issues that are affecting them, that are affecting you. And it gives you an opportunity to really understand how the process works. Because many times we see politicians or elected officials or appointed officials. They come, they give their speech, and they promise various things that will happen. And we tend to hold them to it, and sometimes we forget. But there's a process behind how this is done. You know, we call it in the legislature making sausage. You don't want to see how it's made, but when it comes out and you put it on the grill and you take it out, it's all worth it. 
So I want to start working my way back, if I could, just a little bit, uh, to take a look at some of the issues and topics that we covered in 2023. Well, I first start with what just happened here in the Commonwealth. You know, we had our election series in which we did a we had elected official well candidates running for office uh, for districts here in Hampton Roads and also across the state to talk to you about you know what they what their plans are when running for office and in the recap we looked and saw what happened with the election results and in the election results according to the Virginia pilot the Virginia Democrats they blocked the GOP trifecta and in other words even though our governor our lieutenant governor and also our attorney general, all are Republican, and they all have ties here in Virginia, in Hampton Roads, in uh, more specifically Virginia Beach. And the House itself was also Republican control, but the Senate was Democratic control. If the governor would have received uh, the votes that he needed in supporting the legislators that he supported, then it would have been a trifecta. You would have had a Republican-controlled House Senate, and also Executive House. Very similar to when Governor Northam was, was governor. But the voters didn't say so. And what happened is that the Democrats kept the House, and they, I'm sorry, they kept the Senate, and they flipped the House. With that, here in Hampton Roads, we saw a lot of, uh, a lot of firsts here, especially in our South Side. Right here in Virginia Beach, for the very first time, we have three African-American males elected to the General Assembly. Three. And young African-American males at that. You know, we have uh, the, again, re-elected uh, Aaron Rouse as state senator in a new district, of course. We also have uh, a newcomer in the politics. And the newcomer in politics is Michael Fagans, NSU alum, who was elected to the House of Delegates. You know, here... He was a, a military, well, he is a military veteran, born and raised right here in Virginia Beach. And he decided that he wanted to come back and represent the area in which he grew up. And coming right back, that's what he did. So being able to come back to a place where he was raised, where he, where he went to school, and people know him, he was able to come back and win the election and represent the people that he holds so dear. <laughs> you know, I don't know anything sweeter than that. And he was very emotional about it as well. You know, but not only that, but here in the city of Norfolk, looking back, another first, you have three individuals, three African-American women elected to the House of Delegates, three elected to the House. And well, not the House of Delegates, but the General Assembly. We have um, a newcomer, uh, Benita Anthony who was a first-time elected official to the state house, but, of course, she ran for a local office before. But she is now the new delegate, by the way, representing here, um, Norfolk State, in the district. And also, Delegate Jackie Glass wins re-election. And also, we have Delegate Angela Williams-Graves, now Senator Angela Williams-Graves, who is the new senator for the city of Norfolk. Another first, three African-American females representing the city of Norfolk in the General Assembly. Absolutely historic. But not only that, 
But when we talk about being historic, when we talk about first, you got to look at the city of Norfolk. For the very first time, the city of Norfolk has one Senate district. The Senate district now encompasses all of the city and only has one senator. And that is now Senator-elect Angela Williams-Graves. So with that, looking back, the voters made their choice and they decided that these are the individuals that they want to represent them in the General Assembly. Also, we have in District 94, a Hispanic American, Phil Hernandez, also winning first-time office here in the city of Norfolk. Another first that we see here looking back. And if we go just above, right on the peninsula, we have the first, uh, well, the only African-American Republican in the House of Delegates uh, was reelected. And that's A.C. Cardoza, also NSU alum, representing uh, the area in the city of Hampton. Now, when we talk about first, looking back, who would ever thought that the Commonwealth of Virginia would elect the very first African-American Speaker of the House? Historic. Looking back and looking forward. Don Scott, Delegate Don Scott, is our new House Speaker for the Commonwealth. And is positioned, for the most part, to be longtime Speaker of the House. For the, if, if, and the way that the maps are drawn, and the maps are drawn for 10 years. And we're going to take a look back because that plays a part as well. So with that, we have, uh, again, the first African-American Speaker of the House. And of course, we have our alum, uh, uh, the great delegate Cliff Hayes Jr., a former uh, NSU baseball star, who also was reelected to office out of the city of Chesapeake. One thing about it is that we have a large contingency of NSU alums representing us in the General Assembly, along with State Senator Lamont Bagby, who also received the uh, honorary doctorate here at uh, NSU. And then uh, also we have um, Candy King, Delegate Candy King in Northern Virginia representing her district, also an NSU alum. But this list would not be complete without another historic first. Looking back, we have Senator Louise Lucas, NSU alum, champion for the university, and the people of Portsmouth who was not only reelected and is president pro tem of the Senate, but also the first African-American female to be the chair of the powerful Senate Finance and Appropriations Committee. Again, looking back, many historic firsts here in the Commonwealth of Virginia and right here in Hampton Roads. So as we take another look back in 2023, and what took place during this particular election cycle. We know that with our executive offices having residents here in Virginia Beach and the Speaker and the President Pro Tem of the House and Senate having residents here in Hampton Roads in Portsmouth, one thing about it is that Hampton Roads is now the center, the epicenter of political power 
for the next half half decade at least. Again, looking back, historic for this area. So when we take a look back as well, in Hero State of the Water, we invited quite a few of these individuals, quite a few of these elected, now, now elected officials. At the time, they were candidates. So we had our candidate forum. And in our candidate forum, we were able to um, engage each of those candidates about their platform, what they were looking for, what they wanted for you when they actually started, when, when they wanted to uh, represent you here in the Commonwealth. And that was a great opportunity because every year, and now every year we do this when we have an election, and I love it because you're able to now give the candidates an opportunity to talk to you, the voters, and you, the voters, talk back to them. And many times, believe it or not, candidates and elected officials want that space. They want that opportunity to come and engage you. They want that opportunity to speak to you, the voters, the people that are living in their communities. They want it. So here on Save the Water, I'm able, we're able to give it to them. That platform, it becomes a dual platform. It becomes a platform that is not just me asking questions, but them also giving answers and you understanding the process. You know, but before we actually, I want to finish the, the, the recap on this because we were able to, I was fortunate enough to give commentary across every television station here in Hampton Roads uh, for the election. So thank you to WTKR, thank you to Wavy, and thank you to WVEC for allowing me the space and the opportunity uh, to speak on and give analysis on the election and what I foresaw and see as being the issues and the results and the, coming forward, what will happen. And not only that, but thank you to Virginia Public Access Project, also known as VPAP, for giving me the opportunity to moderate the premier election talkback series here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. These are great opportunities, again, to engage experts, to engage the greater community about the issues affecting people and these and the policies and the policymakers that are making these policies. But we also were able to have individuals that are out there and because of their fame and notoriety, they garner a lot of attention, but also because of their passion. And we were able to have none other than actress, author, entrepreneur, and advocate, Kerry Washington. Uh, you may know her as Star of Scandal and other television, television shows and, and movies such as Django. And she was, she, we were able to interview her about the importance of voting, the importance of getting out the vote, the importance of why Virginia is, you know, so important in the overall scheme of elections. Now, of course, Carrie Washington is no stranger to Norfolk State. She was part of another uh, series in person here in 2019 uh, here on campus with, at the time, uh, candidate Jackie Glass, who is now, of course, our delegate, uh, Jackie Glass. So, again, being able to look back, the persons that we brought, that we were able to have on this show, to talk to you, to hear their voice, or those that are at the, at the table making the decisions. <laughs> again, 
understanding what the state of the water is. And as we go back a little further, before, after the vote, uh, and then, of course, the candidate series, we talked about the impact of the issues of the election and what issues we're going to really control. And, of course, we talked about the economy is always the economy. Education is always very important. Our engagement in the military with Hampton Roads and being one of the premier places for the U.S. military. You know, we were able to engage. We were able to um, delve into those issues and peel those issues back one by one and really delve into it. Looking back, we also talked about redistricting and how that played a part. In other words, you know, the districts are redrawn every 10 years because of the census. And because of the census, people move, businesses relocate, and districts are shaped differently. So as persons move and districts are shaped, shape, well, reshape, individuals and in those districts are also moved. So delegates and senators that represented certain areas <laughs> simply don't represent them anymore because they were redrawn. So everyone that was running was running in a different district. And they, in fact, in effect, had to be reelected or elected in those new districts. So the impact of those districts, as a matter of fact, looking back, how those districts were drawn, which, of course, it was a new system, uh, not part of the legislative system anymore, but a citizen review uh, panel, which then goes to the Supreme Court as a backdrop for approval. And then experts provided the information that actually get, redrew the districts. The Supreme Court approved it. And there you have it. And that's how our districts are going to be drawn for the foreseeable future, because now it's a constitutional amendment. It's part of our Constitution here in the Commonwealth of Virginia for that to take place. And. The impact of that is that we saw in this election in Northern Virginia, where, again, looking back historic first, the more diverse districts that we have in Northern Virginia, we saw where individuals, citizens, elected more African-Americans to represent them in those districts than before. Again, looking back, looking forward, that is a historic first. <laughs> you know, an, another thing that we love to do on this show, you know, that was our, there was our election series, by the way. So, you know, another thing we love to do on this show is not just look at politics, but we also like to take a look at the community, you know, themselves. And when we take a look at the community, you know, we have, we take a look at community actors, we take a look at uh, individuals that are part of our university stakeholders and our alums. And one great show that we did was with a very good friend of mine, very good friend and colleague. Uh, I love the guy to death. He's doing a phenomenal job. But NSU alum, Booker T. Madison, we were able to interview him on, for our Labor Day special because our NSU alum is not, not only just an alum, but he's a filmmaker and author. And, of course, we were able to interview him again for his newest movie called Twisted Marriage Therapist. <laughs> now, of course, I've, I've joked around with Booker because I was like, hey, where are you going to put me in your movie? It's, a, it's about that time, right? It's about that time. But with that, 
you know, he's done a phenomenal job really taking his talent to the next level and being able to really engage and on the high level. And uh, again, once again, being able to display that which is great about Norfolk State, great about Virginia, and great about his community. So not only that, but on the show, we're also able to take a look at sometimes a different, what we call hot topic issues. So we took a look during the summertime at what's happening in the Commonwealth. So our What's Happening in the Commonwealth series is an opportunity for us to kind of just take a look at the the happenings, take a look at the at the headlines, take a look at what's going on, not just in Richmond, but in or Norfolk, but all in or Northern Virginia, but also in other areas of our community. So in what's happening in the Commonwealth series, uh, we're able to really kind of just delve into the papers. And for those of you that remember papers, newspapers, that is, you flip through them and see what the top stories are. <laughs> so, so with those stories, we were able to just really uh, talk about and bring to light some of those important issues that are taking place in our community that we feel that are important to you. You know, we also have other series that I'd like to do on the show. As a matter of fact, I've created what's called, very, well, very serious Hero State of Water. You know, we have our legislative series, we have our uh, candidate series, we have our election series, our what's happening in the Commonwealth series. Uh, but also, we're able to take a look at, at different policies that are happening here in the Commonwealth. So we also were able to talk about the different it, uh, studies that were coming, coming out affecting how we live in our communities and educate our children. So we talked about the Virginia's K-12 model. And the study that showed, you know, how we were underfunding our schools, our institutions, and how the model has to change if we want to make our community the best that it can be. But also, we took a look at new laws that took effect during the time of, you know, of course, July 1st, new laws that are passed in the legislature during the legislative session of January and February go into effect on July 1st. So we're able to bring those new laws to you and break them down. But we also talk about our Juneteenth celebration. And one thing about our community is that our community is rich in culture, is rich in history, food, <laughs> rich in everything. So Juneteenth is an opportunity for us to talk about the state of black America. Well, first of all, the history of Juneteenth and the state of our communities, African-American communities here in the Commonwealth and also the country. And it gives light, it gives us an opportunity to teach history, but it also gives us an opportunity to look at the future for not just, you know, problems, but also to offer solutions. Additionally, in our um, uh, series that we have, you know, we have our good news series. And with our good news series, I was able to interview some very influential people here in our community. And these people, these are influential persons. They talk about um, things that are happening in not only their area, but also how they can help the community. So whether it be uh, our town bank series and financial literacy, uh, 
where we were able to engage uh, Town Bank in their community uh, literacy program with our special guest, Yvonne Almond, who's Town Bank Executive Vice President and Community Engagement Officer, and also a supporter, a longtime supporter and foundation member here in Norfolk State. They'll talk about, again, what is good for our financial literacy here in our community. And one of my favorite shows, I was able to bring my poll mark of my fraternity chapter of Cap Aphasai Fraternity Incorporated, the Norfolk, Virginia chapter, alumni chapter, Timothy Lamb, our chapter poll mark to talk about for the good of Kappa, Norfolk alumni. And for the good of Kappa, we talked about what our programs that we have to help our children and impact our community. And one of our major programs that we focus on is Guide Right. Guide Right is a program where our men of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, Norfolk alumni, we work with youth and young men in our schools, more specifically high schools. And there is a yearly mentoring process where we help to mentor young men from help to mentor boys to become young men ultimately to become great men of society because achievement is our motto at Cap FSI Fraternity Incorporated. But not just that, but we also were able to, again, in our community impact series, really talk about and deal with, you know, one of the greatest institutions that make a difference here in our community. And that's none other than Norfolk State University. <laughs> and I had a great, a great opportunity and honor to talk with one of our great alums. And that's none other than, other than former NSU SGA president and former Chev board co-chair, Jalen Jury. When we talk about we see the future in you here in Norfolk State, we just don't talk, but we do. And Jalen Jury is a great example of seeing the future in a young man or a young student and going across and going out and making an impact. Additionally, in our Community Impact Series, we're able to talk with, some, our, some, again, some of our special guests and our special alums. And one thing about Norfolk State, we have quite a few alums that have done phenomenal things. So we were able to interview my sister, Lisa Godley, who is an award-winning, Emmy Award-winning um, uh, producer, over at WHRV, WHRO, who is also president of Hampton Roads Black Media Professionals. And the great thing is that we're doing there in Hampton Roads Black Media. So hats off to her and all of the staff that's there and all the members. And we continue on with our Black History Month in February. We like to deal with topics that are impacting the African-American community. Um, and not just issues affecting the African-American community, but uh, from a social standpoint, but we also like to deal with the legislative session because in January and February, that's where it's at. So we bring guests on to the show, not just elected officials, but we also bring those advocates that are championing various bills and topics in the legislature to talk with you about it, things that are affecting you in the community. And one of my favorite shows that we do every year is our anniversary show. Once again, I am blessed and honored to be able to come before you every Sunday, every week to talk with you about 
issues affecting you and the community. And I thank God for the opportunity. And I thank you for listening and being a part of this great journey. As I took a stroll looking back in 2023, all I can say is we had a great year, but I'm looking for greater in 2024. Once again, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Enjoy your time with your family. Be blessed, and we'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Carrie Washington, and you're listening to State of the Water with award-winning host, Dr. Eric Claville.